0: Spring's here, Steve. It's here. It's here. Spring is it's, here.
1: It's not. I drove. Um, I went to football last night. I drove through a blizzard on the way there. That's all right. You can have blizzards in spring. Spring is officially
0: here. Do you know how I know? We got some snowdrops or daffodils growing. Or no, 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 but no, 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 no. Nothing quite so visceral. The uh, the the draw for the
1: club knockouts has been done. You guys do it early, don't you? I think we've got like another month before we get into ours. First of March. Can't wait! Can we be chomping at the bit? Can you actually go and play it now? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't. Remember. I haven't looked when the uh, the first deadline is. But I'll tell you. I'll tell you something for nothing, Steve. My journey to the first round has not been without problems.
1: Yeah, we we've gone through some of this on the podcast before but for listeners who are just here for the first time or have forgotten I would you relay terrible. your 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 match play struggles so it's quite it's there's lots and
0: lots of uh, knockouts at all over I'm sure there are many clubs uh, and I don't know why I've entered them all I think cause I forgot to enter them last year so this year I'm sort of trying to make up for a lost season so I've entered the ubique way, which is the scratch knockout um i've got a disaster of a draw in the first round of the B could i just say um so you you it's not seeded or anything so the the you kind of best bet is that you get some sort of have a go hero off like 14 or 15 who's decided to enter because i don't think they actually cap the handicap limit um but that hasn't happened to me this year i've got an it's like absolute championship away tie i've got in the first round i've got ed smith who is uh, sort of my kind of age, five handicap, unbelievably steady, plays every week. It's it's not it's it's a horrible draw. Not I mean Ed's a great lad and lovely to play with, but it's a horrible draw because it's difficult basically. Uh, and then I've also entered the uh, handicap knockout. I love uh, playing the handicap knockout, so I have to give like thousands of shots. I, I won it about three years ago. It's called the Beaumont, and I had to give a, a total of 120 shots over the season. What a triumph, though! And every every game was like one up, one down the first, blah 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 blah. It was like it was proper. Anyway, that was a good one. Anyway, and then I've also entered uh, the mixed foursomes for the first time ever, and I'm playing with uh, YouTube's Hannah Holden. And then I had some trials and tribulations entering the the better ball, the Crawford Trophy, which is the um, four ball better ball. Boo hiss. Um and. Uh, I wanted to play into with my regular partner Dan, but because of the vagaries of WHS administration, he hasn't got any—he hasn't submitted enough cards, so he's got inactive handicap, whatever the current parlance is. So then I asked if I could enter with Hannah Holden. Um, that a row ensued about whether or not you could enter uh, the better ball with a uh, with a woman, and it turns out you can.
1: This is so truly groundbreaking
0: it's not groundbreaking cuz it's been the same way for decades uh, are you so just apparent, the first to to have done it no i think it's been done quite a few times but just everyone just forgot because they're too busy trying to have the argument so um, will it
1: be will it be mixed teas or same teas or how will it work
0: uh, no it's different teas and they get courtesies they they get courtesies Hannah will get some courtesy shots
1: you could be the i mean yeah. you surely you're surely you're installed straight away as the favorites should be shouldn't we i mean and, like uh, one of the leading amateurs in her field yeah. and a plus golfer in yourself as well i mean you're gonna be i mean obviously if you it, it'll be interest. it'll be interesting to see you come up against some um giving away a lot of shots but you'll be steady away won't you I hope so yeah um anyway the more interesting things about the
0: draw is we've drawn the same pair in the first round of the better ball and in the mixed foursomes.
1: Wow, <laughs> that's like uh, it's like the football equivalent of playing the same team twice in a week, isn't it? Once in the league and then in the cup, it's a bit like that. The second game could be a real stalemate or very niggly, couldn't it? <laughs> are you, um, are you one of those um players that? gets heavily into the tactics. Are you already analysing your opponent's sort of general play and competition scores to see which holes they do on? Are you looking at all their numbers?
0: No, yeah, I think yeah, there's a bit of that, isn't there? I think uh, there's quite a bit of strategy in foursomes, which I'm looking forward to. Um, I've also attempted to use the Intelligent Golf app to arrange the game, which I found out that you could do. Um, yeah, it's brilliant. On, well, it is brilliant as if your playing partners also using it, which they're not. So, but
1: the, But the one thing that app will do is um and i'm sure the others do the same but i mean my club obviously use ig so i've noticed this through playing in my own pairs. is they sort out the shots for you right mega so there's yeah so there's no messing about trying to figure out who gets what It'll they'll just tell you the app just tells you who gets what
0: yeah so anyway i'm proper excited feels like uh feels like the golf season is nearly upon us
1: Yes, I'm yet to uh, have the draw, and I am still in a quandary about whether to enter the individual or not. I've entered the summer four ball. Um, I had a had a partner last year who was um, how can I put this, very good for his handicap. I think he would agree with that. Um, uh, but he was new back to the club, and he had he hadn't been back very long, and his handicap's now gone. I think down from twenty two whs index to 16 so you know he's lost a lot of shots last year um Mm. so we're probably less formidable this year than we were last um but the individual i i took um i mean the only way i can put it was a season defining pasting in the first round i mean i was i was basically beaten so badly That by the time we got round to about 12 or 13, I was thinking, can we just end this? Because it's a short walk to the clubhouse from there. And and my season disintegrated from there, Tom.
0: I was going to say to you, you might as well enter. It's only one match, isn't it? Well, yeah, Yeah.
1: (laughs) yeah, it was only one match last year. Definitely. I think I was like, I think I was five down, six down after nine, if I remember. Yeah, it was chastening.
0: So we've got uh the the topic of the day is this ball rollback
1: do
0: you you remember when golf used to be uh, a sort of sleepy old industry where not a lot changed for decades um it's like someone's like taking the lid off a jar and everyone's like hang on a minute you can change stuff hell let's change everything let's change the handicap system let's change the structure of tours well nice let's just let's change equipment why not while we're at it What is going on, Steve? What is going
1: on? I I mean, there are many in this debate who would argue that golf's been particularly slow about dealing with this issue. I'm sure we'll get into the vagaries of it in due course. But I mean, this has taken a long time. Like, even if you even if you take out the complaints from various notables down the years, I mean, it's six or seven years up to now, isn't it? Since Distance Insights Project started.
0: It's, yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. Um, so should we should we start with what's happened? So the RNA and the USGA held a joint virtual press conference. We had it on the big screen in the office. It was very exciting. Yeah. Hannah asked a question. Did it, it get answered? It, it didn't. No. Well, it's sort of the same kind of question got answered, but that was exciting as well. Um, it was It was good to see they were struggling with the same connectivity issues that we all do
1: yeah particularly in one of the like most important questions which was is this going to apply to your respective championships martin you're on
0: mute martin (laughs)
1: um but
0: but it was good wasn't it it was like a obviously a way of doing it that meant everyone could um tune in and ask their questions so fair play to them um i whole i thought the whole theme of it was quite modern actually just in terms of the way that they're the way that they're going about delivering the news or and in the consultation, we'll get into that later. Can you just, can you just kind of summarize
1: um, in your erudite way what they actually said? so they proposed bringing in a model local rule which would give competition organizers an option to require and i'm going to use some quotes here use of balls that are tested under modified launch conditions to address the impacts of hitting distance in golf i'm not going to get into the science of it Um, it's been done elsewhere and obviously you can listen to a lot of the equipment stuff in our special all the gear podcast Um, but in essence very simply they're proposing Is it a ball rollback? Is it bifurcation? I mean, I've seen it argued on social media as two different things. They're certainly advocating the use of a competition ball um, for elite tournaments, like top tournaments. And they're suggesting that if their sort of uh, maths are correct, that we'll probably see about a 14 to 15 yard difference in hitting distances. So 14 to 15 yards on average, shorter for the longest hitters with the highest club head speeds that's it essentially so yeah so i think steve's right to point out that um there is a podcast live
0: already um all the gear with uh, myself hannah holden and jack backhouse and in that podcast we've got into the sort of the technology aspects of it the impact of the broader impact on equipment um what it sort of means for manufacturing and tour player endorsement and all the rest of it um so this i guess what we're trying to do here is work out what it means for the club golfer whether club golfers bothered um how it affects our sort of connection to the the professional game and and look at it from a kind of a more grassroots level i think i might want to start with just kind of like how the rna and the usga have handled it this is obviously a big thing um there's been uh lots of research done by the respective governing bodies there's everyone has had an opinion on it um i guess as is typical with these things the loudest voices up until this point have been people stomping their feet saying we want a golf ball rollback right yeah um I know you get very twitchy when I mention sort of other people on this podcast but we don't live in a vacuum um so if you if you listen to people like John Huggan or Jeff Shackelford or Sam Cooper or Mike Clayton um who I'm not saying they've all got exactly the same opinion, but they're all they're all people who think that architecturally um, we're being robbed of um, the correct experience at historical venues, um, and they are broadly people who think that the the kind of skill, for want of a better expression, has been taken out of the game, or some of the creativity and some of the shot making um, due to the distance the ball travels. And those people are all. Um, very eloquent, very intelligent people and they they are part of a group of people who were saying that the RNA and the other governing bodies have been too slow to act um, and now they have acted and of course now what we're seeing on social media is all the other people come out of the woodwork and saying this is ridiculous, you're taking the fun out of golf and there must be other ways to protect the golf course and blah blah blah. blah, blah. Um, So what I thought was interesting about the way um, that the news was handled yesterday um, by the USJ and the RNA is that it wasn't presented as a sort of final verdict if you like um I think mine slumbers actually said at one point that he didn't know or he hadn't they hadn't decided yet um and I thought that was quite that's quite sort of collegiate consultative um sort of pretty modern approach to stuff to say we think this is the right level um as in our our testing shows that we can By putting different parameters in, we can get the ball back to sort of 2004 levels or distances back to 2004 levels. Um, How we implement that and where we implement it is kind of up for debate. Um, So I think that is that to me is a pretty grown up way of handling stuff. They're kind of saying that we need we need to do something, and we kind of want to discuss what we do and how we do it. Um, So from your from your point of view, like to what extent do you think that this change legislation should apply game-wide and and to what extent do you think it should be
1: ring-fenced if the starting point is some a change is coming right well I mean I think that um I mean it's it's tough I think to get into that at this stage but what I will say is that I think the use of a local rule is instructive actually because it implies choice Um, You know, if you if you have a model local rule in the back of the committee procedures, there will be there is the option for competition organisers to decide whether they want to implement that or not. Uh, Now, I think that can bring its own concerns um, if some implement and some don't. But usually what you find is that once there's agreement about an issue on tour and one adopts a model local rule for example uh, restrictions on re- reading materials then they'll all follow suit because they want uniformity in the game but I do think that the the use of a model local rule in its very being is indicative of where the governing bodies are on this because they 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 don't seem to be saying to me and they didn't seem to be saying in the press conference yesterday you are going to do this We are you are going to do this or else they implied that they were going to do it In their in well, they didn't imply. They said that if this model local rule came into being, they would use it in their respective championships. But I think they were quite careful not to say this is the way that the game is going as we see it. You must comply or else. I think they they have left that sort of option, haven't they?
0: Yeah. Um. So I guess I guess when you say it's too early to get into it, I'm sort of understanding that. But that's what I think is sort of an interesting point of debate so the say the model you're absolutely right about the model local rule element and to me that is like so sensible because it's not binary it's not this or that it's giving people a choice um I guess my question is like how deep do you think that choice should go so there were lots of questions yesterday about what defines an elite event um will it come into play in the women's game etc etc and so if, if we're trying to sort of bottom this out from a club golf perspective, my my take or my position would be that that model local rule should be basically available to everybody. Um, and if if your club that decided that okay, so I don't know the club championship for example is going to be using the the tour ball or the um, the championship ball, um, then that is quite that is quite an interesting sort of nuance or a new thing that's available to people
1: so so there are two things here um firstly let's uh have a quick get into elite amateur level because i think there is i i i got the impression that there was some inconsistency between how the usga saw it and how the rna possibly saw it i mean like if you listen to mike one when he was asked of how how sort of deep it would go he was basically saying well i'm not sure yet um you know, we've um, we've just started talking about this. Now we're going to go out and ask people. And he said, you know, we couldn't go out and talk to the NCAA, which is obviously the the collegiate um, athletic authority, or have real conversations with other tours, other associations. It, this comment this notice and comment requires us to first notify and then go to work on the conversation. So he was kind of saying. There might, there's, I think there's an opportunity here for the NCAA to utilise the same thing, but exactly where the NCAA is on this, we haven't been able to have that conversation. So that's, so he was like, we're not sure when it comes to, um, when it comes to elite amateur golf. Martin Slumbers on the other hand said. Um, I think it should also be reflected that once you get to a certain level, an elite level, the only golf you're really playing is against other elite golfers in elite tournaments. So I think it will manage itself. And earlier, I think he said, if you're a keen follower of elite men's and boys golf, it's clear that the next generation of top players are bringing even more technique and athleticism to golf and using the best technology innovation to deliver even more consistent, faster swing speeds. So I think like the rna reading between the lines there are much further down the line um when it comes to where they see this in terms of elite amateur and even elite boys golf um now the 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 two did say that as we said earlier that this will be uh, this local would likely be employed in their respective championships i mean it's natural for people to concentrate on the us open and the open championship but you know, the rna and the usga also have a vast number of amateur tournaments as well, don't they? The Amateur Championship and so on. our end. I mean, would this come into play at the Walker Cup? Probably, right? There's a lot to think about there in terms of amateur golf and where it goes down. And um, Turning to your point about club golf, I seem to remember somewhere, I, I, I might be wrong, people will tell me if I am, but I seem to remember somewhere that, that there was some talk about earlier on in the piece when we were talking about maybe the clubs being affected as well, that this local rule could be available at all levels and that you know, club golfers would have the opportunity if they wanted to, to put the, put, put a competition ball, for example, into practice. I don't think anyone's saying that now. I mean, everything I've heard about this model local rule is, it is designed for elite competition. Um, and a lot of the stuff you obviously listening to the press conference as well. A lot of the stuff that came out of the early part of it was was them saying we've listened to comments from people and who have told us leave recreational golf alone. Um, I think that was the words that they used. I, apologies if I paraphrase, but but there seemed to be an absolute split to me between the club game, the recreational game, as they put it, and and everything else. And I'd be very 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 surprised if any clubs had a look at this as a result so, even I mean it, it might be written into the model local rule that they can't I don't know. So I think that would be a shame personally
0: Um I can kind of see that why at the outset in a press conference to kind of announce that this is coming that they would be very careful to say we're going to stay away from recreational golf because they know that is a significant part of the pushback they're going to get. Um there is a very very strong argument that the game is like hard enough for most of us already. So what we the last thing we need is limitations on distance. Um people play the game for enjoyment. Um so we what we should be doing is trying to make the game as easy as possible um for the club golfer. Um but that all of that said, um I think that to have the option um if you if you're of the mind but you would like to try and play with the tour ball um then you should be allowed to try and do that um either in your social golf um or when you go and visit a championship venue so you're trying to get sort of sim- a similar experience to the to a tour pro and as i said earlier like i think it's quite an interesting thing that like why would a club not say well for this event we're going to use um a different we're going to use yeah. the limited ball
1: i mean I, I mean i would say that the this, is, this approach would not be unique in the rules of golf. I mean, if you think about, uh, for example, the one ball rule, um, which is a model local rule. I mean, the, mo- the one ball rule um, is recommended for use only in highly skilled tournaments, you know, professional competitions and elite amateur tournaments. There are, I think there are other local rules that are designed for elite competition. So it wouldn't be unique to have, a local rule that is enforced at pro level say the one ball rule and one that isn't
0: yeah so i think that i mean that that is a really really good point and i think it's it's part of the one of the sort of narratives around this of the there's nothing new under the sun department right um over over here in seen it all before incorporated there are lots and lots of things that are um, Precedents for this. So we've had uh, British ball and American ball, haven't we, in
1: the 70s? Yeah, going back, I mean, I think that um, on his only victory in the Open Championship, I think Ben Hogan um, had to adapt to using the British ball as opposed to the American ball and ended up practising at Pan Mio for about three weeks beforehand to get used to the vagaries of it obviously he won that championship so the British ball didn't hurt him um but no I mean you know what people are saying a lot aren't they about bifurcation of the ball and and it is interesting that historically you know we did have a situation in the past where the ball was essentially bifurcated the American game and the British game used different balls
0: yeah my uncle Hugh who you've definitely heard me talk about before played the Walker Cup three times in the 70s and that was like right through that era Um, So travelling Walker Cup teams and presumably Ryder Cup teams at the same time were given the option of whether they were going to play their European ball or whether they were going to move the larger um, American ball. And each ball had sort of different advantages and disadvantages. I mean, I think it went into the early 80s, didn't it? Uh, I can't remember the specific date when it was mandatory to use a big ball. It was like either 78 or early 80s. Yeah, sometime around then.
1: But it's not. I mean, like people think about this as if it's sort of ancient history,
0: and, and it isn't. No, there's been, been pictures popping up of small balls on the on Twitter, haven't there? Of people sort of digging
1: it out to make this exact point. Oh yeah, have they all been getting out their ballatas and stuff again? Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> um, and there are, there are, um, there have been, I think, sort of significant, not significant. There have been rule changes in the recent past that are putting restrictions on. Um, advantages that are afforded to tour players, right? So we've seen things like green reading materials, for example.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, although I think, yeah, you well, and they've been done as model local rules, actually. Um, so, you know, you mean they can apply differently depending on how the competition organizer sees it. So yeah, you're right.
0: Um, uh, DMDs yeah. is a big one, right? For a long time, you weren't allowed to use those in um,
1: competitive golf. And I can't even remember the day when I couldn't use a DMD, oh, no, but no. it was, but it was there. So this, the, so I guess there, there
0: are two things that are, that are, it feels like a brand new thing for the game, but there are two, I think, things, significant things there that are not new. So we have had, um, different equipment being used either on a geographical or historical basis, um, and we have had this, uh, this concept of model local rules, which. Um, have been implemented at certain events and not others right yeah Um. so if that if that then leads us into a conversation about the people who are sort of up in arms about the bifurcation of the game Um. and the sort of headline for this point of view that people hold is that one of the great sort of Unique things about golf is that you're able to go and play the same golf courses as the as the game's best players. You're able to physically walk in their footsteps, and we're all sort of connected because of that because we're essentially playing the same game.
1: It's not true, is it? Is I don't think so. I mean, I think that anyone anyone like anyone who claims that they're playing the same game as the professionals. You know, if I'm an 11 handicapper, anyone who tells me that I'm playing the same game as the professionals, I'll happily section them Um, because <laughs> because it's just not true. It's not true. You know, what I mean, Like, can I go back and play the Open Championship tees if I go to St. Andrew's? No, I don't think so. I don't think they'll allow me to play them, will they? Because they've rolled them out for the Open Championship. Um on those courses where they are available. I mean, like uh, I remember an NCG trip, I wasn't on it, but an NCG trip to Doral where they basically went off the back tees. Did they have a good time? They hit a lot of golf shots. Um, so, I mean, theoretically, while I suppose you could possibly have done it in certain circumstances, why on earth would you have wanted to anyway? Are, are, are you? Is there something wrong with you? Um, do you like pain? Um, and then when it comes to equipment, you know, again, I think it's an illusion that we, you know, we're playing exactly the same equipment as the professionals. I don't think we are. I think there are tour issue shafts. You know, I think trying and, h try and hit. Can you even get Bryson DeChambeau's driver as a as a as a consumer in the loft that he hits it in? Who's that? Sorry. Bryson DeChambeau. No, <laughs> I see what you did there. He's dead to you. Um that guy off YouTube. Yeah, but I mean, isn't he the guy that has like I mean I may be completely wrong here and people will soon tell me, but isn't he the guy that has like a four and a half degree driver now or something like that? Um uh, you know, there are there are centers um that are there to produce tour issue, professional issue shafts. Go back to scotty Cameron putters, like well back in the day, the tour issue putters. You couldn't get older them, you couldn't buy them in the shop, could you? So there's always been, I think, specialist equipment for pros i i do accept that that some people It's like the people who buy authentic football shirts and the test issue rugby shirts, isn't it? Like, why would you possibly want it? Why would you possibly want to pay 150 quid for it or whatever it is? But some people do, don't they? Because it connects them closer to the sport. And I wouldn't begrudge them that. I just think that this idea that we all play the same game is is ludicrous. We haven't played, we've never played the same game as the pros, as amateurs. They've always been way better. That's why they're pros. I think,
0: I think... Um, all, all, the professionalisation of all sport has moved the, the amateur player further and further away from the elite player right that, that is a thing um, and I think that all of the points you make are good I think the simplest way of um, of saying it is the, t- is the tease thing isn't it so people are saying oh we want to this is bifurcation of the game we're not playing the same game anymore but we're not doing that now because if we go and play at the old course, as a, which is a great example. Um, even if you were able to play off the very back tees, you wouldn't choose to because you're not. We're not capable of doing that.
1: I mean, that that shot alone on 17 with the tee that's essentially out of bounds, the Championship tee, yeah, um, is like I I I don't want to take that shot on in hell. Never mind um, when I'm going to have a fun day out.
0: Yeah, so I think my sort of soundbite on, on this is that it, all it is doing is it's stopping um, classic venues that hold major championships. It's preventing them from having to add more back tees. It's just, it's just a new back tee in a different way, basically. Um, that would be how I would sum it up. But on,
1: What did you uh, think about, I don't know if you've seen it, but um, Brandel Chambly's uh, talked a lot about this debate on Twitter and, and obviously he is not in the John Hogan camp, for example. Um, uh, but he was saying that um, he thought that the 14 to 15 yards would actually end up being about 20 to 25 yards um, because I think he was saying that the, the testing that they're going to be, that they're going to be testing at, There's not many players that are actually getting anywhere near that kind of level. I mean, it's not to say obviously they won't in the future, Um, But 25 yards would make a massive difference, wouldn't it? Well,
0: I mean, if the question is, what did I think of what Brandel Shombly had to say? I would say not a lot would be the first thing. So I think he starts off by saying that it's a small number of people and talking about a small number of players um, at a small number of venues. Um, And he's trying to use that in a pejorative way, um, when in fact, I think he's absolutely right. Um, But that is to the USJ's and RNA's credit and that's why it's a model local rule. So the reason it's been introduced as such is because they're saying there is no problem in the wider game. What what we want to do is be able to protect historic venues that currently hold major championships so we can keep going back there, continue the lineage in the game, continue the game's um uh amazing heritage um without the need to go and dig up parts of the town square in St Andrews to put a back tee on the first end like it's that is precisely why they're doing it as a model local rule and then Chambly goes on to say that namely a few at the old course um as if as if by saying oh it's just a few holes at the old course means that why on earth are we bother in doing it Augusta National and perhaps the tenth at Riviera I mean like amazing that he's managed to pick out such a small number of things that are affected I think if you look at the argument the other way around um and take augusta example I, I think this could be actually described as an augusta national golf ball to a degree if you really wanted to be reductive about it so augusta has had to change fundamentally how the golf course plays they've had to add rough because it's one way they can protect the ball to reduce spin going into greens whereas the kind of whole principle the Mackenzie bobby jones principle of augusta is it has no rough it's spirit of st andrews that is how the golf course is designed to play and they've had to lengthen holes so you've now got like the 11th the 13th are now obnoxiously long in comparison to how they used to be and whilst that's kind of protecting the um the arch- architectural intention of the hole they reach the point where that is no longer possible um so i think if you wind that argument forward and they, and you say oh actually so what Augusta have now done is they've grown the rough even more or they've put a new pond in or actually we're not going to be able to have the masters at Augusta anymore because the golf course is defunct people would you can't have that basically because that is such a fundamental part of um the, the whole game of golf um so I think that 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 is flawed I think that that criticizing action which is going to protect venues like that the argument doesn't really go very far um and i think that there's then this um this the other conflation is that people are saying it 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 sh- it kind of shows that there's a problem in golf it it doesn't show there's a problem in golf the, the amateur game the participation numbers in the game we all know that they've grown astronomically over the last few years the go- the game is getting easier and easier for people to play at club level and so it should the entry point should be lower and lower The fact that the RNA are moving to make a change at the very top level and as Shambly says at a very small number of venues that is not the same as saying golf's got a problem as a whole they're two different points which people are using I think um as a sort of straw man to make make their point
1: yeah and maybe we'll finally get out of this I think we are out of it anyway actually but I mean I remember in my mid-20s the start of the decade um going to play a relentless number of quotes championship golf courses that were just (laughs) were just incredibly like difficult and uninteresting because there was the theory and the fear that we've got to make this golf course as long as possible otherwise we won't be able to hold championships here uh because they'll be too short and no one will like it no one will come here and i think maybe we can actually get out of that um frame of mind now i mean i i don't you know the argument that you were talking about earlier which is um often often pushed out there when it comes to golf ball rollback is well this will make prestige courses suddenly fit to host top events i don't buy that at all i mean i don't think we're suddenly going to see a us open at cypress point for example I, i don't think we're going to see any of those historical old courses suddenly hosting major championships or big championships again, because the game has moved on. And I don't necessarily mean in the terms of playing it. I mean, the logistics that are required now to host a big event is out of the reach of a lot of these places. Which,
0: I think what one of the things that this whole thing has sort of shown up is people marching onto social media to make their sort of predetermined point about this particular news story um so I think it was UK golf guy that was saying oh hopefully this will see tour events return to Sunningdale and blah 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 it's just no <laughs> it's not like the sort of the number of nuances and number of things that go into whether a venue has a tour event or not is not um is not limited to is it going to be a test for the participants Um, I can't even be bothered to go through the sort of the reasons that that won't happen but I would think fundamentally that the venue would want to have an event for a start and do you can you really see uh, a Sunningdale or a West Hill or a Wurplestone or an Old Woodley thinking oh yeah now they've dialed the ball back great we can have the kazoo open like it's just it's just not happening is it (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh dear that's so funny <laughs> um yeah no i i agree um i mean money is primarily the big oh, yeah, driver Bobby. isn't it but it's, it's just it's like it's just so arcane it's not worth pointing out is it uh, there, there, there were some interesting points that i wanted to come up with, uh, just just bringing this back to the club game and the amateur game. I mean, it would be I, I'd be very interested to see how if we do have a competition ball and it does apply at elite men's amateur level, which it seems to it's, it seems to be that it will. I mean, they they were at pains both the r well the RNA definitely Martin Slumber's definitely said that he did not see this applying to the women's elite game. So he didn't think there was the the, the sort of pressure on hitting distances there, so he didn't think that it would apply. But it'd be interesting um to see how elite ams cope with this if it gets far enough down to them. I think for those professional golfers who've got uh, ball deals, for example, getting hold of the um getting hold of the bifurcated ball probably won't be an issue. I wonder how an elite amateur who's using this ball some of the time, but is using another ball other times I'm just going to have to do that. I mean, do you think that we're going to be seeing a ball used by less than one percent of the golfing population on sale in American golf, for example? I suppose there's a curiosity value to it. Um, but is it is it going to be widely available? Is it going to be expensive as a result? Because often things that are in short supply are more expensive. You know, how how do you think that it will be used in the in the elite amateur game?
0: Well, I think, I, I think there's a few things with that. First of all, I think the Venn diagram of people that you're talking about is tiny. So if you've got uh, tour pros, that's one lot, that's one ring on your Venn diagram. If you've then got elite amateurs, they're sort of another ring. And when I talk about elite amateurs, let's say we're talking about national squads, people who are playing in um, world ranking events, people who are playing Brampton Trophy, people who are playing Lytham Trophy, British Amateur. These people are not rocking up to play in their club medal. And if they are rocking up to play in their club medal, they're not bothered about winning it. So they can use their reduced distance ball and no one's going to care. Right. Mm. So I think the um, I think the point about there are certain players out there that are going to have to have two sets of equipment and all the rest of it. I mean, there probably are and there are probably about 100 of them and I'm sure they'll find a way around it. I think the sort of broader point that you're making about what will be the access to the ball for the, the 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 general golfer, I think that is interesting. I think that is where I got to it overnight. Is thinking this is this is actually a pretty cool thing. It's like another nuance n- a nuance to the game. I think the way stuff you you've used the example of American golf, like can you buy an American golf? The way retail's going is a lot of manufacturers selling stuff directly directly now. Um, so I wonder whether some of the big golf ball companies would have the tour ball available for direct sale from their own websites. And that probably gets around your stock point. Um, I just think that for the club golf, and certainly for me, I'd want the option. Um, like, so if you think about someone turning up to play at, I don't know, the Belfry, um, and there will be people who turn up and say, I want to play the back tees because I want the full experience, right? For those people, they should they should have the option to play the back tees, and they should have the option to use the tour ball to get the full full experience. Um, I don't sort of see it. I don't see it as being that complicated. I I, I where I got to it overnight, having sort of thought about it and looked at what people were shouting each other about on Twitter. Is I think it's entirely sensible. Like the the model local rule aspect of it's really good. Um, it's sort of it feels like it's a required thing um, to protect some of these um, historic championship venues. Which I think when it all, all is said and done, everybody wants that. Um, everybody wants to see the Open going back to the old course. Everybody wants to see uh, the Masters at Augusta every year, and everyone wants to see um, those courses being um, played in the way they were originally intended as far as is possible. Um, but the other side of it is that it, the, the the bifurcation argument is there is some validity to that, but you should have the option in just the same way you've got the option to go to the gym every day to get stronger to play golf. You've got the option to go and have a lesson off a pro a with a track man so you can get your numbers optimised. You, these things are all available to you if you want to do it, and it should be the same for this.
1: Yeah, there, there are two other things that um, I want to discuss on this briefly with you. I mean, the first is, I i wonder, I don't know a lot about technology, um, so I'm sure that people can put me right. Maybe Hannah will come on and put me right. But I do think with the new ball, there's an op- the, the, there is an exciting opportunity to innovate it um, in a way that perhaps there hasn't been um, with traditional equipment because they're essentially trying to refine something that's, you know, I mean, we're talking about like, with with new products sometimes you see big leaps don't you You or claimed big leaps but we're talking about like fractions aren't we um because the work that was done maybe two decades ago when all the rocket scientists came in to look at aerodynamics in golf i mean i mean it's it it was so amazing what they did with both clubs and balls and maybe there's an opportunity then here to do that again because i'm sure that the best r&d People at TaylorMade, for example, and, and, and other equipment manufacturers, they'll be well into this, won't they, trying to find ways of making this competition ball as absolutely as good as it can be while staying within um, the testing requirements of the RNA. I accept that that's probably likely to be very expensive. It's, it won't come cheap, and 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 that's what I imagine that some of the conversations are going around now because something that's hugely expensive for a tiny fraction of the golfing population obviously brings drawbacks, but but I I do think there is an opportunity to, to do some sort of exciting things again with innovation. And the second one is just going on about the introduction of the elite ball, the competition ball. I mean, someone will get pinged in a competition for using the wrong ball. Um, and obviously that'll bring some news with it, won't it? And it gives me an opportunity, Tom, to ask you to relay your famous one ball story Uh, at open regional qualifying when you turned up to discover that you had lots of different balls yeah that did happen how do you know about that i know all things
0: Uh, but i made it round there was a very mark townsend was caddying for me Uh, and i i canned like a 25 footer across the first green to get to one under and i basically started panicking like from that very second, it was awful, and so I sort of hauled myself round as a sort of sweaty, nervous, jittery mess to the eighth tee. I hate the eighth tee shot, or woodley Um, you've got to sort of hook it, um, but not too much. So then I predictably snap hooked it into some trees about 90 yards off the tee, uh, and then a very, very panic search ensued looking for my one ball, as you put it. It wasn't only had one ball, but I only had one ball of that type which meant that I couldn't swap to another ball in my bag so I was very quickly going to go from one under par and you know the sort of the the thrill of being somewhere near qualifying to having to walk in and, and uh, no return um, but we found it anyway.
1: I mean, people forget uh, how strict that one ball rule is. I mean, it's, you know, it, I mean, like, you can't even use different colored balls that are the same model and brand. It has to wow. be the, It has to be. If you start with a green ball, you have to stay with it. If you start with a white ball, you can't switch to a colored ball. I mean, it's a very, very strict rule. Yeah. Um, but someone is bound to get pinged um, for basically using the proper ball. It'll ha- it won't happen in pro competition. Obviously, it'll happen at Elite Am. Um, but someone's bound to get pinged for using the wrong version uh, and yeah, that the, will make news won't it it will
0: yeah I think the the I don't want to go too far down the sort of rabbit hole of trying to second guess what equipment manufacturers are thinking but I guess the the sort of as a sort of amusing kind of a, as we reach the end of this um, like it all of this stuff sort of opens the door to a conversation about taking equipment more generally in different directions like once you've done one thing it's easy to do the next thing isn't it um and if if you did get to a point where actually some of the restrictions on um driver technology or whatever else that are in place were lifted for club golfers um and there were sets of clubs available that made the game even easier for people that's got to be a good thing because the game's too hard like for most people who play it um so i don't think if the direction of travel is that we're sort of moving through um into sort of greater bifurcation um but what that is actually doing is leveling the playing field um and that is kind of like what golf wants isn't it like that's why the handicap system exists um so I think I think that's that to me is a pretty interesting thing um that if you can If you can make the game still a challenge and an interesting test and it has all of the subtleties that it's supposed to have for the very best players, but you can make it easier for the
1: layman, then that's got to be a positive. I I think that's a great utopia. Um, I think that it's weird how we how we feel, I think, differently as club golfers about equipment as we do about other aspects of difficulty of the game, I think uh i th- i think what you're saying could absolutely fly actually because you know golf clubs are sold on longer straighter more forgiving and golfers accept that um and yet there's this this paradox isn't there of you can't get a golfer to play off the tees that they should play off because they're determined to go and play it from the back. You know, that's what they want to do. I want to play at its absolute worst while playing it with the easiest possible clubs and ball that we could get. So I I do think at club golf, at least there is this inherent contradiction between how we want our equipment to be and how we want our golf courses to be. And, And maybe, and maybe this decision will, finally separate that even further yeah i
0: think yeah proposal anyway this proposal yeah um so i think it's all it's all good stuff and i think there's going to be there's going to be a lot of outrage i do wonder how much some of that outrage is manufactured because you if you go and look in the bags of the woke golf camp the ones who are saying the ball needs rolling back and uh this decision has been too late coming. Um, they've all got uh, carbon drivers, and they've all got cavity-backed irons. They're not, they're not, they're not playing their week-in, week-out golf with a set of hickories because they're so damn traditional, right? Um, so we 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 take the, an advantage um, where we can, but that doesn't stop us getting on a pedestal about it. So I think that your point is right, but like there needs to be an acceptance that golf is. Very hard for most people, and we need help from equipment. We need help in terms of our decisions, in terms of what tees we play off, um, et cetera, et cetera. And that should not be conflated with, at the very elite level, um players are making the game look easy, easier than they ever have done.
1: Yeah. I've got a rules of golf question for you again. Oh, exciting. This has actually happened this week uh, in an NCG Top 100 event. What? But I actually is it is it to do with wind? It is to do with wind. Um, but I wrote this a couple of weeks ago, so funnily enough, I could actually say the answer. Um, so the question is: I hit my ball as it was falling off the tee. Can I reload? So I want to give you um a bit more context here. So the guy that wrote in with this question a couple of weeks ago said he was attempting to hit a drive during a match at R&D, Roll North Devon. The wind blew his ball off the tee peg just as he was about to hit it. He was unable to stop the shot, made contact with the ball, and it went about 50 yards. Should he replace the ball, take a penalty for hitting a moving ball, or play as it lies? And the reason I bring this up is because obviously we had the NCG Top 100 event, and a very similar thing happened. Wind blew a ball off a tee as a as a player was striking it. So I hit my ball as it was falling off the tee. Can I reload? Steve. Steve. Right. So first of all, are you telling me that um you're sort of used as some sort of rules hotline for the tour? I was I was actually rung up about this. Emergency <laughs> ruling please. Have you got a special phone for it? <laughs> i've got my own phone i was driving to play football at the time i had to pull into a lay by oh my goodness because when the phone rang for about the third time i thought this must be serious so i basically found the nearest parking spot you like him the medics i play golf with who would say they're on call aren't you you can't you know always on
0: duty basically i'm just trying to buy myself time here Um, i I noticed that um so the first thing i'm going to say is a lot of it this this comes down to has a stroke been made right so correct if you are zach johnson for example and you are um uh, predicated to knocking your ball off your tee with your practice swing you just put it back no penalty and start again don't you because no stroke has been made correct um in this instance the person's put their ball on the tee they've taken the club back to hit it and then the ball's moved and they've made contact with it whilst it's moving. And they made... So I'm going to say that they have made a stroke because they have that's what they're doing. They've started their actual stroke. So that's one thing. Does it matter? I mean, surely it can't matter whether they've made the downswing yet or not. Maybe it does. Oh, the the downswing is absolutely pivotal to it, actually. Okay, so have they made their downswing or not? I would say if they have made their downswing, then I think they've made a stroke, so therefore the ball is in play. And the fact it's moving is irrelevant because they haven't caused it to move, so it's not their fault. So they just play it
1: as it lies. Full marks. Full marks. So you're quite right. Um, If a tee ball falls off or is knocked off the tee before you've made a stroke at it, there's no penalty. You can re-tee it any way you want in the teeing area. It is a very different story when you make a stroke. A stroke is defined as the forward movement of the club made to strike the ball. So there has to yeah. be some intent. Once you're doing that, once you're carrying that out, if you make a stroke at the ball, either while it is falling off or after it is falling off, the ball is in play and the stroke counts. Oh, do you know what? That was.
0: I mean, I reckon I've just got into some sort of like rules equivalent of oxbridge haven't I? i've just like laid out my workings
1: rule 6.2b5 tom if it you cares. want to look it up but you were correct i having a
0: celebratory sip of water which i hope you really <laughs> enjoyed <laughs>
1: uh,
0: um so we finished
1: we are yeah um good to be i think i mean interesting there's there's obviously um a long way to go with this consultation and comments are open until August. Um, the proposal, if it's brought in, we won't see it until at the earliest January, 2026. So there is quite a long way to go. I imagine there are going to be some twists and turns in it. yet, And I'll be really interested to see, um, how it affects the elite amateur game. Um, because I do think that that's actually probably the most difficult area for this because it combines two worlds essentially of the recreation game recreational game which is not affected and the high level game which obviously is and i, I do think that they, they'll have to how far down the ladder they go on that is going to be really interesting to see you know i suspect as you said earlier on tom they'll probably stop at national level but you know what if a county wants to bring it in you know
0: I hope they give, I hope they give everyone the option and that's what it should be. So that it's up to you. Um, so, so yeah, and I, I hope that it's a sort of a, a topic that club golfers find interesting. I'd be interested for people to write in, tell us what you think, um, whether you're bothered or not, whether you kind of even that engage with what's going on um, at top level golf. Um, it's, I think it's an interesting thing and I think it, the two, the two things for me are, fundamentally I think people should have the option and the second thing is I think it's it starts us on a pathway to more and more of this stuff which might actually improve the game at both
1: ends you will certainly wait and see thank you Steve cheers Tom see you next week